Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody, again to another episode of Lati Talks. This is your host, Thomas Belcher, missionary on deputation to the U.S. Territory of Guam. And today I've got a very special guest with me today, a guest that is near and dear to my heart, my wife, Rebecca Belcher, as we talk about traveling with an infant on deputation. Very fun topic that we're going to sit back and have a great time talking about. I can look. I can see the smile on her face right now. So, uh, bef- but before we begin with that, I want to introduce our missionaries for this Monday for today. Uh, Tim and Brittany Pontius, close friends to us and uh, great people, just great soul winners, great workers for Christ. Tim and Brittany Pontius, missionaries to Mexico, being sent out of BIMI Missions Board. Um, great people. I highly recommend them. Great doctrinal people. Timmy, uh, Timmy was in, even in our wedding, and uh, that was pretty funny because my wife and I were sitting in the computer lab at Commonwealth Baptist College trying to plan the wedding and found out that I was short a groomsman. So I, I couldn't think of anybody else to get in the wedding, so I looked around and I saw that he happened to be in the lab too, and I just spoke out in front of everybody, hey, Timmy, you want to be in our wedding? And he just looks at us, and he goes with it. Just tells us, yeah, sure, okay. Ever since then, we've been close friends. I barely even knew the guy before then. I knew of his name and poked fun at him. But we used to work together at Kmart for a little bit. And um, it's just a great guy. And, uh, and that was a very memorable memorable moment, wasn't it, honey? Yes, it sure was. Yeah. What was funny was she was spending hours and hours trying to figure out stuff for the wedding. I I about spent two minutes trying to figure the whole thing out. So I highly recommend these people. If you're a pastor or just somebody who has a missions-minded, wants to support these folks, I highly recommend going on BIMI's, BIMI's website. Go to the Mexico page. You'll find Tim and Brittany Pontius listed under there and contact BIMI to learn how you can have them come to your church and present their ministry. Great folks, great godly people, um, soul winners. I highly recommend them. So going on to to today's topic of traveling with an infant on deputation. A little bit of backstory. The reason why we're doing this is we recently had a son. On October 8th, we welcomed into the world Luke Belcher, our newborn son and ever since then we have had to learn quickly how to travel and how to make long trips with an infant it has not been easy and we have had some very memorable moments my wife here would you like to share one of your most memorable moments traveling with luke in the car so far I mean, it's only been since since October, but my goodness, have we got some stories to share. So uh, here's my wife sharing her most memorable moment. Well, there's been several memorable moments, actually, but one of my favorite memorable moments is when we had just got done passing the perfect place that we could have stopped for him to eat and to change his diaper and give him a little break out of the car seat. And he was still asleep. So we said, we're going to try and make it a little bit farther. And then he woke up 
as soon as we got to the sign that said, no more rest stops for the next 57 miles. So we had to find some way to pull over and take care of him because he was not having being in his car seat a minute longer. So we've since learned that sometimes, even if they're asleep, but it's been a long time, you need to make a stop and take care of them because there may not be another rest stop for another 57 miles. Yeah, when you have an infant in the car with you traveling on these long trips, you find out really quick that you no longer have a schedule. And my wife knows, she can attest to this, I am a very scheduled person. I like things in order and I like to have a schedule. Well, my life was turned upside down when Luke came into the world because I found out that my schedule apparently no longer meant anything and my schedule now revolves around him. So I had to learn that lesson pretty quick. And she she's right. Uh, we, I remember that we were stuck on the road for 57, for an hour trying to figure out how to please this crying kid and he wasn't having anything for it. Um, just, yeah, when your kid starts crying, if you have to pull off on the side of the road do, and you can do it safely, I would highly recommend doing that because, yeah, it's traveling an hour with a crying kid is not worth it. It's just not. It's just not. Right, honey? Sometimes, you know, uh, getting there at the certain time you want an hour later is, you know, a little bit easier than having a headache for the rest of the day. So she's saying this more in spite to me because I'm the one who kept trying to press us to keep going forward. And she still has not let me live that one down. Gentlemen, you know how I feel in this situation where the wife doesn't let you live down a bad decision you made, which, by the way, we did end up getting to our destination. We did. She likes to forget that part, but we did. We did. <laughs> Look on her face right now. So uh, there, there's a lot of things you got to know when traveling with an infant, just things that we have learned. The biggest thing is that your time is not your own. Your schedule is not your own. You're on their schedule. So be prepared to make as many stops as you need to. If you end up getting back in the car, after taking a break and having to pull over 10 minutes later because you're infant in the car, I'd highly recommend just doing that and getting it over with. It, it just saves so much time. Saves so much time. Honey, any thoughts on that topic? Well, you also have to remember that babies also are flexible. They don't have to have a set schedule. Like there's some people that say, you have to do this and then this and then this. But as long as baby has mom and dad with them and they're being fed and they're being taken care of and loved on, messing up their, quote, schedule that you have with them while traveling on the road is not going to hurt them as much as you think. Because I've talked to several experienced missionaries' wives about this. And as long as you make sure that you remember that babies can be flexible and that as long as you're taking care of them and you don't try to push them too far, that they will be okay in the long run. It's not going to hurt them to have to be in their car seat for however long on the road and people have done it before you and you can do it too. So 
what do you think? Okay, because obviously there are a lot of essentials to take on, say, a nine-hour trip. Because that nine-hour trip with an infant all of a sudden turns into a 12-hour trip. Factoring in stops and everything. So what do you say would be the most handy things that you have brought with you to help you on your trip? Like it, it, certain devices or toys for the kid or anything. What do you? What helped you help? the infant helped Luke during that time? Well, I also asked some of my experienced missionary wives some of these things too. And I was told that things like um, making sure you have a an outfit for him and yourself with you that's not in the suitcase. So you don't have to try and dig out the suitcase to get to it in case like what happened to us where he had a messy diaper all over the place that you can just get to the outfit and change really quick instead of having to tear the entire car apart to find the thing that you need. Also making sure that you have extra of anything. Like I made sure that I brought two blankets, uh, two of his favorite fuzzy blankets because he likes fuzzy blankets. Well, one of his fuzzy blankets got dirty when his diaper got all over the place. So I had my outfit there. I had another outfit for him and I had a spare blanket so I could just put those dirty clothes in a bag out of the way till we could clean them and we're ready to go. So it didn't take us a half an hour just to get the clothes situation taken care of. Um, and making sure they have things that are familiar to them. Um, because that's another thing that helps babies out is making sure that things are familiar instead of having to um, get things that are um, unfamiliar to them. Things that they're used to, like their favorite blanket or their favorite toy or things like that. Or even um, I've had some moms suggest bringing their own pack and play with them. If you can fit that in the car with you so you don't have to use the churches and it's something that they're familiar with and it smells like home, then that's something that will help them out too. Yeah, she keeps referring to this instance when he had a diaper blowout. I know what she's talking about. We were traveling through Indiana and I'd gotten to a gas station to fill up and she came back to the car and found out he had had a dirty diaper and it was not just a dirty diaper. It was a full on blowout. I mean, it was everywhere. We're still trying to get that smell out of the car to no avail yet, but we will figure it out. But so she started changing him and cleaning him up. And then he had another blowout at that time, but on top of her. And that would at the time, I didn't think it was so funny, but looking back on it, it makes me laugh. Just the fact that she was not prepared for it. And oh my goodness, the smell, the smell, it, it had smelled like something died. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just shocked at how this kid can smell sometimes because it smells like something died. Well, yes, I mean, that, that comes with the territory with a baby. You're used to certain smells and things. And then all of a sudden you just have to get used to everything smelling. And that's also another thing. If you can have with you some scented diaper bags, that helps out a lot in the car. 
especially if they do have a blowout putting their dirty clothes in that. I couldn't hardly smell them until we could get to the uh, laundromat to clean it, which that's also another thing. I, I highly recommend to everyone that is making the road stops that road stops should have a gas station, a laundromat, and a place for parents to get coffee. I think this should be a thing. She's referencing uh, when we were up in New York last year, we were traveling through upstate New York, going to a church and a wedding to present. Well, we went to the wedding first in the church, but anyway, um, we noticed that everywhere else we've been in the country, when you're tra traveling to rest stops, they have, you know, your rest area and that's it. It's like a tourist information area. That's it. But, in New York, New York, normally I do not have good things to say about the state of New York. Uh, uh, just jokingly, I, I, I call them, uh, they make me laugh. I call them funny names and whatnot, just because they're crazy people up there. But whoever came up with this idea is just brilliant. They, for, for their rest stops, they don't just have the little tourist area with the restroom. No, no, no. They have a gas station next to it connected to it this is all one facility and a uh donut shop or starbucks or something like that it's always some restaurant some fast food restaurant that is in there but it's all three of them and it's not just at one rest stop it's at every single rest stop on the road it has the rest stop the gas station and the restaurant perfect combination i don't know why this is not a more major thing in the states but every state needs to start doing this okay it's just it makes things so much easier don't you think yes it does and the only thing that would make it more perfect is if there was a small laundromat there so that if any incidents like that happen to people on the road then they can just stop and get their clothes cleaned that would make it absolutely perfect so if any of you know someone that is in charge of this, then let them know that this would be a great help to people on the road. <laughs> also, if any of you are listening and you know uh, you know of other states that do this other than New York, please comment below so that we can kind of get an idea where to target states to go to churches to so it'll be easier on the road because that made traveling through New York so much easier. But anyway, getting back on topic to talk about traveling with an infant, uh, it's been a very interesting time, to say the least. It's um, just been, I don't know what is the proper word to describe it. It has been life-altering, life-changing, I guess. Like I said... Before, you're used to a certain schedule, and now it's gone because you have to submit to this tiny little being who controls almost every facet of your life now. And, um, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm not complaining. It's just very interesting to go through it. So we've talked about certain items to bring. And by the way, those scented bags that she's talking about, you can pick them up at Walmart for for what? A pack of three or four, five, six bucks? Yeah, and it's got about 100, 200 in it. It depends on the brand, but 
um, the another way that you can get around having to pay the expensiveness of, if that's even more expensiveness, the expense of buying the diaper bags. If you go over to the pet section, you can get the ones for the little doggy bags might be cheaper and they're still scented. So that's another thing you can also do if they're out of the ones in the baby section. And she knows this, but I am a very cheap person. I don't like spending money. I don't like spending a a dime when I don't have to. But when I saw these diaper bags in action and how it just masked the entire smell of that explosion that you call a diaper, um, I told her, listen, I don't care if it's six bucks or $30. You buy however many you think you need. So, um, just buy what you need. Uh, another thing that I thought was a very interesting thing that my wife and I started doing when Luke came along was that, you know, we try we try and keep staying on the road no matter what. If we have to pull into a gas station so she can help Luke change his diaper or whatnot, then we're only going to be there for 30 to 40 minutes tops. So during that time, I don't want to have to be spending money on snacks and whatnot, because that's where they will get you. Gas station food is not cheap. It really is not. So my wife came up with the idea of just bringing food with us and not anything too expensive, but like breakfast bars, like uh, like some of the um, cheap granola bars that Walmart sells. You can buy a box of uh, you can buy a box of about four different kinds of those for 20 bucks at Walmart. And each box has about 20, 30 of these bars in it. And, you know, they may taste a little awful at first, but it's better spending money on that than spending uh, five, five, ten dollars at each gas station. Honey, do you have any recommend or recommendations as to what you would bring snack wise for yourselves or, or for yourself? Well, um, just things that you can eat on the road or when you make your stop, if it's at a hotel or a profits chamber. Most places are going to have a microwave, so anything microwavable because you don't have to worry about keeping it cool or um, making sure it doesn't go bad. You can just microwave it, so like the little microwave oatmeal for breakfast or some microwave uh, macaroni and cheese, which all of this stuff, if you're watching for sales, you can get things on sale or find coupons and things to make it cheaper, and you can just stockpile it. And then when you go on a trip, bring as much as you think you're going to need and dedicate like a tote bag to just this is snacks and stuff, Um, non-perishable stuff that you don't have to worry about. Is it going to go bad? Is it going to? And it just makes it so much easier. And like you were saying, you save so much money doing it that way. Um, And you don't have to spend like $15 at a gas station. Also making sure you bring that like what we started doing a pack of water with you. Because gas stations are going to charge you two, three dollars for a bottle of water, but if you get a whole pack for two or three dollars, that saves you so much more money. By the way, missionary, this is a side topic, but something that actually does need to be discussed sometime. Your health is very important to you, the ministry, and the Lord. Interesting topic. Uh, this is all side note that you're getting for free here, but. Interesting note, if you do a Bible study, none of the men of God that did anything uh, like John or 
Jesus, none of them really started their ministries until their 30s. That's when their ministries really took off. Uh, they may have started the ministry before, but that's when God really used them. So what I'm hitting at here is missionary. We need to start watching our health. We need to start making sure that we can make it through those 30, uh, through the 30s in our lives. And where I'm getting at, at that is you don't need to be drinking pop all the time. Water is actually pretty good when you drink it enough. You will start liking it. Uh, you can ask my wife when I first started drinking it. My body rejected it. I hated water. Uh, I drank I drank a good solid four or five cans of Mountain Dew a day. Okay, that's what I was used to. My body ran on that sludge. I still touch it every once in a while, but not nearly as much as I used to. My new big thing is water. So, folks, water is not that bad. So if you have a problem with water, it thing the beauty about water is it's cheap. You can get cheap water. So you may just need to suck it up and just get it and travel with it and drink that. It works. It's worked for us, and I really don't regret it. In fact, I've got a thing of water right here I'm about to take a sip out of because my throat is sore from uh, huh, talking so much today in different podcasts and whatnot. But anyway... Uh, is there anything else that we have not gone over that you would think people need to know about traveling with an infant? Is there anything that people, any items that you believe you've missed or, um, is there anything that you would, you yourself would believe? Well, um, one of the things that's helped me the most is trust having your diaper bag and having everything in it and making sure your diaper bag is accessible while you're traveling. Um, my mom bought me a very nice backpack diaper bag, which was nice because I can put it on my back and it's not in the way of trying to take care of my son. Um, another thing that I would suggest getting, and um, I had asked someone about things that they wish that they had when they were traveling and something that I have realize that I need is um, not every place you stay is going to have um, a nightlight for taking care of your baby at night. And you don't want to have to turn on the lights at 3 a.m. and wake up your husband when he's got to drive the next day for 9-10 hours. So if you can have just a small nightlight like the ones that I don't know if you can still find them at the dollar store, the ones that you just push it and it's a very soft light and you can keep it in your diaper bag. And when you stop somewhere, you pull it out and you use it at night so that you can take care of your baby or um, get up to do something. And it's right there and it's really cheap and it will help you a lot in the long run because the last couple of trips we've made, I've noticed that it's hard to find a place that always has a nightlight there next to you. Um, and I guess the other thing I would say is another thing that I've had to learn having an infant with me when we go to churches is that I'm not going to be able to participate in everything that the church has for the missionaries to do. I've had to say I'm not able to do that a couple of times with certain things because my baby took priority. Like sometimes for a missions conference, they have um, you go and do this and then they have you go and do this and then this. 
and they'll say, you don't have to if you don't want to. And it's not that I didn't want to. It's that my baby really needed to take a nap because he'd just been on the road all day and was not doing well and was really tired and he needed to take a nap. Um, but also along that topic, um, someone also gave me a baby carrier that I can put on me and keep him with me. So if he does need to take a nap and there's something that I do need to participate in, he's right there with me and he can sleep right there in that carrier and I can participate in that with my husband. So those are some of the things that I have noticed that were helpful and that I was able to use. One last thing before we uh, close out today's segment is uh, one thing that actually does need to be discussed is um, patience. Because, okay, you're t- uh, let, let me put this in your brain right now for the missionary who hasn't been through this scenario. You're traveling, 12-hour trip, in a small car with a newborn in the back, crying his head off. You are going to get frustrated. You are going to get upset because you're not going as fast as you need to go and you're not where you need to go. And this kid crying in the background is not helping. I I know the feeling. I've been there, but it has to be said it is not the kid's fault. Do not blame him. Do not blame the child. You as the parent need to just suck it up and deal with it. That It's a hard truth, but that's the truth. It really is. Is that you need to just... It's not his fault. He's a newborn kid. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't want to be in that car seat any more than you want to be in the front seat driving the car. I mean, that kid's going to be in the car seat for 12 hours straight or close to it. It's it's rough on the newborn kid. So show a little compassion, uh, patience, get patience. Uh, It's hard. It's not easy. So men out there, if you're listening and you do and you do the driving, just stay patient, stay calm. If you need to pull over for a little bit for you to walk out and to just try and calm down, collect yourself, you do that. Or better yet, when she's taking care of the kid, get outside and collect yourself. Just stretch your legs, get outside, collect yourself, and keep moving. I know what it's like. I've been there. But I also know that this is not the kid's fault. So, honey, any last-minute thoughts on this subject? Well, um, I would just say, and especially for the mom, it it might get a little frustrating, too, because you're used to taking care of your husband when you're on the road. And then all of a sudden, it's not just your husband. You're trying to help him out, and you're trying to help the baby. And it's hard to do both. And it might get frustrating, but like you said, patience. This is something new for both of you. And this isn't something that comes natural. You have to learn how to be a parent. And it comes by experience. And the experience comes from all of these moments that may seem difficult now, but they help you learn how to deal with your newborn in the car. Well, um, that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank my wife for coming on board today and joining me in the segment. I figured that she was the best person to ask to join me today. I love recording these. I'm going to have to record these with you more often just to see what happens. There's going to be one of these days when I annoy her so much, she's going to throw something at me. And I want to see if I can get it recorded. Maybe even filmed. I don't know. 
you have any last words for listeners out there? Just uh, thank you for listening. And we may not be experts on this, but we have made a couple trips so far and we have talked to other people and gotten advice. And that's the best thing to do is get advice and heed it. Yeah, like she said, we are not, oh, I keep reiterating this almost every other podcast, we are not experts in this field. We are literally just somebody who are who is learning by error, and we're out to try and help somebody else and help teach them what we did not know starting out on this. So thank you very much for joining us here at Lofty Talks today. We'll be seeing you all this Wednesday for another exciting sermon on Word Wednesday. Um, and then after that, see you all next Monday for uh, Missions Monday. You all have a great day. God bless you, and thanks again for coming and joining with us. Bye.